0: Lovely to see you all. So when I first heard that we'd be doing a Devoted Disciples series, I looked at the banner. that's very cleverly behind me. And the first thing I thought was, as a follower of Jesus, surely these things should be obvious, shouldn't they? But what I am... (laughs) Yes, thanks, Kane. (laughs) But what I'm really loving about this series is that we are delving deeper into what it looks like to be fully devoted. I'm being challenged in my walk, and I'm deepening my relationship with Jesus. And that is what we want, isn't it? We want to have a deeper understanding of God. We want to feel close to him. And this series is helping us, giving us the tools we need to flourish in our Christian walk. So this morning, as we continue the series we're Devoted to Service... I'd love you to think about how you've already been challenged during the last few weeks and be asking God what he wants you to take away from this morning. So let's pray. Father, thank you for being here with us this morning. You want to know us more and you want us to know you more. I pray for my brothers and sisters That as we look at what it looks like to be devoted to service, that we are challenged and blessed by your word to us. Amen. So recently, as a family, we were incredibly blessed to have some time away. Anyone who's connected to me on social media would have seen my thousands of picture spam, I'm sure. But we were in America. We went to Disney World. And Dale and I commented several times about the service that we received there. They were joyful, attentive, chatty, couldn't do enough for us. And while, yes, you could argue it was Disney, one of their taglines is, the happiest place on earth, and they are paid to make sure that you are served in a way that you definitely feel like you're happy all the time. While I was mulling over, what I thought it looked like to serve, the service we received while we were away really challenged me to think about the way that I serve. Do I always serve willingly, fully understanding who and why I serve? So as we approach this topic this morning, I want you to think about these things. Who and why do we serve? How can we serve, both within the church and the local community? Luke 4, verse 8, and this is Jesus talking to Satan. The scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. That's pretty simple, isn't it? We must serve God and only God. Therefore, every Christian is called to serve, and that remains a constant throughout our lives. But God is also giving us a mandate that as we serve him, we also serve others. God wants us to serve others because it glorifies him. And by serving others, we are showing the character of Jesus. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul often refers to himself as a slave of Christ in Romans verse 1. Some versions may have the word servant instead But prior to his conversion, when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul would torture and kill believers thinking that he was serving God. But after this encounter with Jesus, Paul then devoted the rest of his life to truly serving God by spreading the gospel. Once Paul became aware of the grace and the love shown to him by God, his only response was to serve him. Paul humbly called himself a slave of Christ because he fully understood the price that Jesus paid for him on the cross and he willingly chose to serve him. When we look outside the Bible to people who have led lives of service, there are plenty who have used their faith and their giftings to serve others. Mother Teresa is probably a name that most of us in our generation will know. She was a nun who lived most of her life in India. She founded a charity which set up homes for people dying of HIV and AIDS, leprosy and TB. The charity also runs soup kitchens, health clinics, as well as orphanages and schools. She made a vow to serve the poorest of the poor. The late Queen Elizabeth, on her 21st birthday, prior to her ascending to the throne, said, my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. She reigned for 70 years. She devoted 70 years to serving people of the Commonwealth. Now, whether you're a fan of the royal family or not, personally, I can't help but feel in awe of that length of service. And she used her faith in God as a motivation for her life. She said, "The life of Jesus Christ is an inspiration and an anchor for my life." The serving is not a new concept. Right back at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis when, Adam, when God created Adam and Eve, they both served God and each other. They tended the Garden of Eden. And serving God at this time was as perfect as the world was. When sin then entered the world, serving became painful. The land became cursed and hard to cultivate. But God had the ultimate plan, through Jesus, to put things back to the way they were. In Jesus' death and resurrection, he restored our relationship with God, but... We don't yet fully see the fullness of his victory in everything. So our serving can still be painful. When we look at Jesus, he devoted his life to serving his Father. Matthew 20, verse 28 For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. Jesus never put himself above others. He loved by serving. And he showed his love and kindness through serving others. John 13 tells the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Now the context of this was that washing of the guests' feet was something the lowest household servant would do. So when the disciples saw God as flesh, willing to serve in that way... How amazing. Verse 15 and 16, Jesus says, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master. We need to follow the lead of Jesus. Serve one another. Never think that you are too important, too affluent, too clever to serve one another. Jesus was also using this teaching moment to prepare the disciples for serving once Jesus has ascended to heaven. The disciples were then tasked with going out into the world, serving God and serving each other and the people they took the good news to, just like we are. I remember in a workplace situation once, I was managing a team. I was in an office, lots of paperwork, phone calls, dealing with situations, and I was finding it really hard to connect with the workers. But soon after, one of them phoned in sick, so I got stuck in, hands-on. And one of them said to me, why are you helping? Usually we'd just be expected to get on with it on our own. And I said, but that isn't being part of a team and serving each other well. I wouldn't expect anyone to do anything I wasn't prepared to do myself. And it changed the whole workplace dynamic. We should never think that we're above each other. That is not the example that Jesus set for us. Jesus is teaching us that to lead, we also need to serve. So I found out in that workplace that to be able to lead the team, I needed to serve as part of it. So how is that sitting with you guys? Have you ever treated anyone who works under you in an unkind or an unjust way? Serving is one of our life's purposes. Your time spent serving each other and God is never wasted. Serving God deepens our relationship with him. We'll grow in the development of the gifts he wants to equip us with in order to serve each other, the church, workplaces, and our local communities. We should want to serve God because part of knowing God is a desire to serve him. Serving God out of obligation or without love is missing the point. Unless our serving is rooted in love, it's meaningless. Through being in a relationship with God he will turn our eyes to look outward to those we serve rather than inward and selfishly serve ourselves. But serving others won't make people like you. You may not get a thank you. People might not be grateful. But does that mean we shouldn't do it? Do you find that you'd rather serve in an area Or for something that you know you'll get more appreciation or an instant satisfaction in. Every day, we wrestle with what the Bible says and what society says. We have to make a choice to either follow Him or serve other idols or influences that may be placed in our paths. We belong to Christ, but the world teaches us that we're in control of and we're masters of our own lives. We should be able to do anything we want. But to understand that we serve God is to acknowledge that we live under His sovereignty. He is our master and we are His servants. So, who or what else could you be serving as an idol? Wealth? Social media? celebrities, TV, there's an endless list we could be vulnerable to. We must be aware of those other things that could distract us from God's mission for us. So where do we start with serving? Well, we've already heard through this uh, series already that being devoted disciples of the word, prayer, relationship will deepen those roots with God. By building on your relationship with him, you will understand better his promptings and his leadings. This will guide you to the gifts that God has given you and how you can best serve others. But remember, everyone is different. God has given us all different gifts. And one person's way of serving may look very different to yours. Romans 12, verse 6 to 11. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. Love one another with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. We need to serve out of joy and love not guilt or pressure. We need to serve from a heart that is willing and loving and not one that is resentful and bitter. A heartfelt attitude to serving comes from having that deep-rooted understanding of what a relationship with God looks like. Growth in serving helps you to grow in spiritual maturity and you begin to understand yourself and the giftings God is giving you. Serving others will inevitably involve sharing the good news of the Bible, and we all have a part to play in that. Don't ever discount yourself for any reason, because God has something valuable everyone can contribute. God will give us different gifts to serve the church and the kingdom, and it frustrates me when people don't think or don't see the value in the gifts that God has given to them. They are God-given. They are important. And if he can see the value in them, then you should too. Not all serving is visible to others. It may not be noticed every day or on a Sunday morning. But all serving is just as valuable to God. We are a church full of people who are servant hearted. Every single person in this room I know serves the church in some way, out in the community, workplaces, and it will look different to each and every one of you. So many of you I know serve the church and the community by praying every day for gospel breakthrough healings, our leadership team, our community ministries, I could go on and on prayer is such a valuable way that we can all serve each other next week we are preparing to say a massive thank you to Cain and Lynn for serving God in Fording Bridge so faithfully And I know they are both so humble when I say that all of us will have felt the amazing blessing they have been to us. And how they have served the church family and wider community for so many years. They have served God in our town out of love and joy for the people in it. And they are a great example to us. And we know that they are going to be a massive blessing in their new local community. And crying is for next week. <laughs> but we need to be aware and obedient in God's calling to how and where he wants us to serve. Now when Dale and I have this joke at home about where God could send us, we're like, yeah, we'd be happy. God could send us to Greece or Cyprus or on the days that we're feeling more adventurous, maybe Australia but there are some places in the world that I say, no, 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 God definitely won't send me there. He knows I don't want to go there. And we say it in jest, but the reality of that is that by serving God, I know I need to be prepared for God to send me to the workplace, the town, the country. He knows I will best be able to serve him with the gifts that he's given me. Right now, Dale and I are definitely rooted and called to serve God within NLCC, and we are so happy to be a part of what God is doing in our local towns. But part of what it means to follow Jesus is to be constantly listening to what he is saying over our lives. Serving will also require us to give up something we value. That can be time, money, several other things. But we need to put others above ourselves and put them first, as Jesus led by this example. If you do this with a humble heart, you will be amazed at the abundant blessing you will receive in return. You may find yourself serving in an area or a ministry for a season. I love that word. For me, that basically means a time frame that God has decided for you. But a word of caution with serving doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. God doesn't want you to be burnt out physically or spiritually. It's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking okay, I get it, I need to serve the Lord, and I've been asked to serve in all these areas, I have to say yes to them all, of course. No, you don't. And that has been me plenty of times, serving, serving, serving. But where's the rest time for just myself and God? It is really important to find that balance. So if you are struggling with that right now, I kind of have a list that I now go through that really helps me. Firstly, and it may seem obvious, but pray. Seek God. Is he stirring me to serve in a particular area, particular ministry or a group? (laughs) Is it going to bring him glory? That's a big one. Serving should glorify God, not man. So, I need to serve with a humble heart and not for the recognition that I might receive. Does God want to ignite or help me grow in a gifting? Serving God will be lifelong, but the ways we serve as we grow can and will change. Do I still have a passion for the areas that I'm serving in currently? is God asking me to put something down? Now that one's really tough for me. And it's taken me a long time to realise that if I have to put something down, it doesn't mean that I failed. Yes, that's a human reaction. And I'm sure you've all felt like that at some point. But what I've come to learn out of that is that actually if God is asking me to put something down... I fulfilled my role in that area. And now it's time for God to stir the next person's gift so that I can move on to what God has in store next for me. Serving alone won't bring you salvation. Good works are not enough to get you into heaven. The Bible is very clear Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 9, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. And what we mean by grace is that undeserved favor of God. Salvation is not a reward of good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in all your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will not be saved by good works alone. So does that mean we don't need to bother then? Well, of course not. And if that's your understanding, then you've missed the point. The overflow of our love for God And how Jesus took on our sin to die on the cross should be motivation enough for us to serve with that same love that God has for us. So if you are here this morning or listening online and you don't know Jesus, please speak to somebody, contact the office. We'd love to talk to you about the amazing relationship that you can have with him. It all comes back to Jesus. Jesus' life was fulfilled by service. To serve God, he served others. His ultimate act of service was going to the cross and dying for our sins. Dale is going to lead us through communion this morning during the worship, where we'll reflect on the enormity of what God did for us. Jesus' final act of service as a human is outworked right there on the cross. His ultimate expression of love was dying on that cross for us. And that is why we can live by grace. We can leave all our sin, our doubt, our fears, all at the cross, because his blood has paid the price. For our sin. We are living in the freedom that Jesus has brought for us. That should surely be enough. For us to want to live our lives serving the one. Who has saved us. From an eternity in hell. If we can acknowledge what Jesus did for us and Why? we can understand why serving is such a pivotal part of our Christian walk and how we can grow closer to God and grow in our faith as a result. If I can invite the band back up, please. if I can encourage you to take a few points away from this morning. Serving is so much more than a Sunday morning. God has given each and every one of us gifts to enable us to serve, both within the church and the community. Do you know what your gifts are and how to use them to serve God? if you are struggling with this then we'd love to pray with you have you been stirred by God in a new gifting or a new serving area and you're not sure about it and you'd like prayer please come and find somebody are you struggling to put something down to give something up we'd love to pray through that with you too A heart for serving needs to come back to the ultimate act of service of Jesus on the cross. Do you acknowledge what this means for us in our own service to God? Does God need to do a work to soften your heart, to enable you to serve others out of an overflow of your love for Him? Do you need to repent? for not serving with a joyful heart. We've probably all been there at some point. I know I definitely have. If you have any testimonies or words of encouragement for the church through anything I've said this morning or anything that God's prompting you with, please come down and share that with Tom. So before I hand back to the band for worship, I just want to pray. Father, we want to thank you and worship you this morning. Thank you that you sent Jesus as our guide to show us the way for serving and loving each other as you first loved us. I pray that our hearts will be softened and our love for you will outwork in our service to you, the church, and our communities. I pray for joy-filled hearts And opportunities to serve each other. And I pray that you enhance giftings throughout our sites. And I pray for each of us to have a deeper understanding of our part to play in serving your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen.